fine. Okay, perfectly fine. Fine. Okay, fine. 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 You're listening to Everything is Fine in Southwest Washington, where we recognize that everything is not at all fine, discuss what we can do about it, and empower you to connect with your community. Hello, everybody. I'm here on my own for a quick little update and rant about the investigation of former, yes, former, Vancouver police officer and Clark County Sheriff candidate Ray Reynolds. Some of you may remember that during research for our first fascism episode, we uncovered a video conversation with Ray Reynolds and some dumb shit evangelical podcasters from Idaho who had held an event in Battleground while they were on tour. In the video, Reynolds sat beside MAGA candidate for the 3rd Congressional District, Joe Kent, as the group discussed groomer theory. Here's the clip from that conversation. This has nothing to do with being tolerant. This is a very radical ideology that's trying to sexualize children and remove children away from the parents. And why are they trying to move children away from the parents? Because if you can break up families, you can get total control of society. So I, I couldn't agree more. Ray, are there um, one of the things we, we we're kind of looking into in our state and state of Idaho? Um, are there like some sort of like obscenity laws or um, that are on the books that can already regulate kind of the current trans push, um, not just on drag kids drag shows, but kind of even just the current trans push? And it, you know, you as sheriff, could you uh, deal with them? You know, arrest or, or, or lawfully be able to prosecute or you know whatever your role as a sheriff in all this? We do have those laws exposure laws, indecent liberties, all of those things are laws that we have on the books right now that can be prosecuted and can and we can arrest on those things. Mm-hmm. And those things, and we need to get back to where we used to arrest people for warning around naked and, and, yeah. sh- and, and showing and doing sexual acts. Now we have parades where they're allowed to do it and they're not being arrested. Yeah. They're only being encouraged in Do they have cases. that here in Vancouver? That has happened. Unfortunately, it has. Has it have any arrests? Were you a, were you a deputy when it happened? I'm not a deputy. I'm a police officer. Okay. Were you a police officer when it happened? Yes, but were, were, were we allowed to do anything at that time? Were you legally? As an officer, yes, I was yeah. an officer. Could we? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did we? No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, and that's what's important because right now some of these laws that we have are not being enforced. Mm-hmm. Can we get them? prosecuted is some of the issues. Right, mm-hmm. that's Can we prosecute these crimes? Mm-hmm. If we arrest and the, office, and the sheriff's office arrests for these indecent exposure, uh, the, the, the coming before our children with sexual acts, and we arrest for it, will the prosecuting attorney then go ahead and prosecute those cases? Right now, there's mm-hmm. a doubt mm-hmm. in my mind, and I won't Even try to Even Clark County, conservative Clark County? Yes. Where one, I'm worried about that. Mm-hmm. Will they be prosecuted? And right now, we don't have any test cases. We'll find out after I'm elected. Sure. You know, I, so... All right. <laughs> okay, okay, yes. all right, yes. all right, all right. Um. So I'm here to recap the events that unfolded after this recorded threat against the trans community by a cop because there is a lot to be learned from the story, both good and bad. First, it's important to note that everything is fine in Southwest Washington, aka three randos at the time who decided to turn on a mic during their conversations and share it with the community, broke the story a month before the Columbian did, and they didn't even catch wind until many ballots were already in for Ray Reynolds. I found this video doing a basic search on YouTube for the guy, and this took place at a public event in our county that was advertised by the high-profile Joe Kent campaign. 
So the Colombian is supposed to be our trusted news source that was covering local elections at the time, yet they only discovered the Reynolds stuff once official complaints were filed and a petition was heavily circulated by one of our listeners as a result of our reporting. So this was a complete failure of the Colombian to perform basic journalism, which had to have had real impacts on the way that people voted because, again, they were oblivious to the story for a month and only reported on it after many ballots were already mailed in. Luckily, Ray lost anyways. So there's rant one. Enter rant two, the complaint process. So just to make telling the story easier, I'll just go ahead and admit I was one of the four who submitted a complaint. Um, It's not like I was told I'd have anonymity from Ray or anyone else anyhow. So I made the complaint back in October of 2022. It took all the way until just a few days ago to be completed, and not without tons of fuckery along the way. So first, I was told that this investigation would be completed by January 22nd, 2023. Then, eight days after that date, with no update, I reached out again. I was told they were busy, so they extended the investigation to the following month. I then checked in a month and a half after that, toward the end of March. I was told the investigation was complete and in review until April 7th. Then it would get 28 days for findings to be rendered. It became clear to me at this point that I would be provided as little information as possible as to how the process worked, and I would never be reached out to um, about anything. I always had to do the reaching out. On May 9th, I asked the police officer I was dealing with if he had an update. On May 16th, I sent another email after seven days without a response. The officer said he'd get back to me on the 18th, but that day came and went, and so another reminder was sent by me. On the 19th, I was told the investigation was complete again and in 14-day review, despite being told it had already been completed and in review back in March. The only explanation I can muster for this is that maybe this officer got confused which of the four investigations into Ray Reynolds' conduct I was inquiring about. At this point, the police officer told me that, quote, during the decision-making process, a request was made for additional investigation in order for the decision-maker to make an informed decision. He cited their policy that allowed a 14-day review by the employee of the investigation and to provide a response. He spoke of ensuring due process for the accused. So, of course, I'm all for due process. I'm actually a huge advocate and nerd regarding wrongful convictions. But what we're talking about here is the policy conduct violations of a police officer where the evidence is literally on video, not a fucking first-degree murder trial with a jailhouse snitch as a star witness. I can't help but compare the protections that police officers are afforded to the rest of us regular schmucks in this at-will employment state. He gets to get paid by our public tax dollars while on administrative leave as this very simple investigation stalled over nine fucking months. His buddies are the ones performing the investigation and making sure the public and complainant get as little help as possible as the mere progress of the investigation. He gets afforded an investigation review period and a louder mill hearing. And wait a second, so... The Colombian also reported that the investigations opened in December were unrelated to the transphobia investigation and another investigation that began in September before the podcast episode remarks he made. So the complaints had to rack up on this guy before they even took him off the streets. Compare this to you or I working at the restaurant or the grocery store. We're just mere peasants who can get fired at the drop of a hat for any or no reason as long as it's not violating one of the meager employee protection laws that exist in this country, such as FMLA. I'm sure there are plenty of listeners out there who can recall their boss warning them that a very innocent human mistake was a fireable offense, or remind you that everyone here, including you, is replaceable. But not Ray. He's special. He's a cop. So, rant three. 
the latest development. If you haven't heard already, the transphobia investigation was completed with three of the four policy violations alleged in the complaint found to be substantiated. Apparently, a closure letter was drafted with my name on it on July 7th, but of course I didn't receive it until after prodding at the cop dude that was in charge of the case once again on July 15th, despite being told I'd be sent a closure letter at the time that the investigation was completed. So much for due process on my end. But there's more to the story. So after sharing this news with someone, I was informed that Ray Reynolds had retired quietly sometime during administrative leave. So he gets to live happily ever after with his pension intact. But let's make no mistake here. Despite the fuckery, this story is absolutely a win. The public demanded accountability by the city, and this pressure no doubt removed Ray Reynolds from VPD. Never to target a trans individual for the crime of looking trans, and God knows what the fuck else he was doing regarding the other three investigations. So public pressure and showing up for our comrades works, and this is just the latest shining example. Now let's show up for everything else. So on that note, I have a few updates about the podcast. So I will soon finally have some time to research for some upcoming episodes, including a massive climate breakdown episode Philip and I will be doing together that's going to cover so much, including local climate deniers and delayers. Hint, they also exist within the climate movement. Uh, biggest emitters, the latest in terrifying scientific data and disaster events. And of course, we'll be discussing what we can do about it through the local lens. We're also planning another episode update on friend of the show, Eric Temple's latest ideas for activity on our public railroad and the county recently violating state law in his favor. I'm also pretty sure we'll be setting up a Patreon and offering our first Patreon-only content for the climate episode. Uh, more details to come on that. I just want to offer a heartfelt thank you to everyone. Thank you so much for dealing with the inconsistency and in output coming from the working class comrades who make this show possible in their free time. Also, one quick update relating to the war on the trans community that's been the topic of this episode. I wanted to let you all know about progressive trader Marie Glusenkamp-Perez's recent NDAA vote, which is the defense bill in the House. So once again, she was one of only four Democrats who voted alongside Republicans for a defense bill that included amendments banning the DOD for paying for or reimbursing service members for abortion-related expenses and transgender surgeries and hormone treatments. So she can't even be trusted on reproductive rights and LGBTQ rights now, which I thought was supposed to be the Dem litmus test. So what the fuck is she even there for? And why are people still defending her? So we have to take a moment to appreciate how low the bar is and how sick our politics have become to already be at the point of, well, at least the Dems will protect the individual freedoms of our war machine operators. <laughs> <laughs> that's how low the bar is and then marie mgp doesn't even accomplish that she can't even muster that for us so like that is how that is how pathetic this that is how far far down we are here um it's a sad state of affairs to say the least what a fucking joke um, I also want to put the word out that I'm looking to speak with someone about this vague term known as affordable housing and how to provide real solutions for bringing down people's housing costs via local government that doesn't involve tax breaks for developers. Okay, I'm signing off for now, but please make sure to stick around for this awesome music from local artist customer service robot. We will see you soon, and remember, a cab includes Paw Patrol. <laughs>